Hey everyone, welcome again to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link, where we dive into all issues that are regarding the answer to the question, what is holding you and I back from our best health ever? In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that's really, really been in the news very much lately, and certainly it's been on my heart. So I'm going to share with you a podcast titled Police, Protests, and Peace. Can all three exist? We're going to dive into those subjects in just a moment. But if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, and along with my wonderful wife and best friend, Dr. Michelle Neal Sherwood, we run the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where our main mission is to uncover the true issues related to what's wrong with America's health care, and we want to lead people down a pathway of true health. With that said, we get the opportunity to share with thousands of people, not just in America, but all around the world, helping them, in a partnership with us, achieve the best health possible. So let's dive into this area today that's such a hot topic today, and it's really, really, really been on my heart again uh, the last few days. Again, this is police, protests, and peace can all three exist. And in this short podcast, I'm just going to share with you some real answers to this. Because when you, when you have a problem, and this does affect our health, because when we're living in chronic fear and chronic anxiety, in all kinds of upheaval, it absolutely will have a powerful effect on your system specifically the immune system. The effect it has on the short term will be okay, but long-term chronic will cause a weakening and a lessening of its effectiveness. So it's going to weaken the strength, lessen its response. So therefore, it becomes a health issue. So is upheaval, lack of peace, uh, you know, chaos, is that going to help our health? Absolutely not. So I'm going to dive into this issue in a real hardcore manner today that is, and I want you to just really sit back and take this in, take it in, stop right now and and take a deep breath and get off of one side or the other and just sit back and observe, listen intently with your heart and your mind very quickly. So I'm going to dive into, of course, the Bible, because again, whatever you believe is this is... We believe this is God's word, but if you don't believe that, that's okay. It's a really good book with a lot of good information. So with that said, I'm going to dive into the Bible in the book of Romans chapter 13. And I'm going to read to you just this simple passage, verses 1 through 5. Listen carefully, and again, step back and relax. Just listen. Everyone must submit himself to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to authorities, not only because of the possible punishment, 
but also because of conscience. So I'm going to dive into this passage. There's a lot of information there that I think you really can glean out. And, you know, what is being said here? couple of points that I want to make. First of all, there are actually five points that I want to make, and I really hope you will stop and even write these down because it's a big deal. Number one point is authority in its broadest sense is from God. And we're talking about a hierarchical structure of order. There is order and authority in the family. The father is said to be in charge of the family. He's said to be the spiritual head or the head of the home. So there is authority in the family, and the child should obey or do what the father is saying, or the mother in that case. Parents, teachers, from the very school, teachers tell us, they teach us what to do. Those are people in authority, and certainly over them are the principals and the superintendents. Coaches are actually people in authority. So it's interesting to know that even in sports, I mean, there are coaches, especially as, you know, in this time of the time of this recording we have in the middle of this pandemic, not much sports going on, but there's planning to bring those back. And by the time you listen to this, it probably will be back. But those coaches are in positions of authority. Even the owners are positions of authority because they write the checks. So authority has been given by God. It goes on our bosses. Of course, we know we go to work. And finally, the government. The government's put in a position of authority. They're the ones that make the laws. So, you know, the Congress will will draft things, the Senate will pass it, and it's made law at that point. So the lawmakers, those people in the government that we elect, there is authority. And certainly, with that said, we can go down to other levels of authority, including the police officers, the sheriff's deputies, the federal law enforcement officers, the state, whatever it is. These concepts of authority are put in place by God for our good. So we've got to establish in point number one that authority, in a general sense, is from God. And it's so that we won't live in chaos. So we'll have a set of rules to follow that are going to be sort of enforced so that we become all we're supposed to be. So again, authority, rules, order is from God. Point number two, and it's clear in this passage, we are all called to obey authority. Now, this doesn't mean that uh, we cannot protest. Protests are fine. We can protest to uh, our coach. We can protest to our teachers. We can protest to the police. We can protest to the government. We can protest towards our father if we want to protest towards our parents. In other words, we can have disagreement. And disagreement, friends, is an opportunity not for something negative, but for something positive. It allows people to see different sides of the coin. So hear this carefully. It is, we're called to obey and the people in authority are called to listen. So in that obedience, there needs to be a listening. So do we have work to do? Yes. So in that sense, we're called to obey. Protests are okay. Violence is not because then we get into the commission of crimes. Is it okay to have violent crimes? Well, of course not. No one wants that. That's point number two. Point number three is kind of a segue from the previous one. We are supposed to follow the rules. Clearly, there are rules put out by God. And certainly when the uh, commands were given to Moses, those were the 10 commandments. Well, those are rules. Those are laws from God's own hand that he either wrote with his hand or scratched on the rock or however that happened, I don't know. But Moses had those things on those tablets from God's hand. And those rules were put in place 
to do what? To help people, to give them guidelines. And really, when you get down to it, if you really want to get deeply into it, those rules were put in place to show us, really all of us, that we are not good enough on our own to follow those rules. So it showed us sin, if you want to go that. Now, that's a whole other lesson, a whole other podcast for another day. But the point being, we are called to follow the rules because good things happen when you follow the rules. There are things in those rules that certainly there's consequences to. If we steal, you know, we're going to get in trouble for it. If we speed and we get stopped for that by a police officer or some state authority, whatever the case may be, are we going to get a speeding ticket or could we? Well, the answer is clearly yes, we could. And yes, we, we might. Now, whose fault is that at that point? Is that the police officer who stopped me? Are we mad because he caught me? Are we really mad because we messed up and know it and don't want to accept responsibility? So the bottom line is with rules, we're supposed to follow those rules. And by the way, if somebody kills somebody else, obviously, you know, there is courts that sort of judge that. So these are all crimes that we have to really understand. Whether we're in authority or under authority, we're still supposed to follow the rules. Even people that are in authority, if they break the rules or break the law, the same process holds true for them as it should for everybody else. So the bottom line is all of us, even the rulers in authority, are supposed to obey the rules. That's point number three. Point number four is super important. And I want you to catch this because in the scriptures we talked about, the question was asked, do you want to be free from the fear of authority? I'm going to ask that question one more time. Do you want to be free from the fear of authority? Well, the answer given after that question is asked is, if you do, obey the rules. So what is this concept of fear that we're talking about? So fear is that fear of getting caught. Fear is that fear of perhaps having to suffer a consequence, which could be paying a fine or doing time, etc. Fear can breed certainly a negative because sometimes if we do something wrong and we don't want to get caught, we might run. We might fight. We might not agree with those people that are trying to hold us accountable. How many times have, have I really, I remember in school one time, you know, I, I fixed the, the, uh, the drinking fountain. I put some gum on there so that when it, we pushed it, it would shoot it out instead of up. And wouldn't you know it, the head football coach came by thereafter, and he pushed it, and you know what? The water went straight on his pants. Well, you can guess where. He found out who did that. Now, I was hoping he wouldn't, because you know what I did when I saw that I had messed up? I ran around the corner. I ran. I ran because I saw I messed up, because I didn't want to get caught. Now, when I got caught, he... Call me to the officer. I was called to the office, and uh, wouldn't you know, I had to put my hands on the desk, face away from them, and take two big, gigantic swats from a wooden panel that, se panel that seemed like about eight feet long and three feet thick with holes in it. And I heard that thing echo on all the walls, but most of the time, most of, of that echoing was echoing my heart because I knew that it was my fault that I did that. So there are consequences of that. So that was a fear that I needed to learn from. So what do we do with all this? How did I become free from the fear of getting a swat again? I didn't want to get that again. I had to obey the rules. And so I had to search my heart and say, God, help me, help me obey the rules. So what do we do? 
What's the answer here in, in, in regard to this question? How do we become free from the fear of authorities? We've talked about obeying the rules, understanding authorities from God, and certainly uh, we're called to obey that, etc. We need to stop and we need to really pray for our citizens and our police, everybody, that we can all, all of us, be free from fear. And that is a prayer that I'm calling on everybody that hears this podcast to stop. And it's simply this, God, make me free from fear. Teach me what it means to be free from fear and let him work in our lives with that. Whatever he needs to do in me, let that be the case because I can't blame my, my, my fear on someone else. I, I want you to hear that. I can't blame the fear on someone else. I can't blame my fear on authority. I can't blame my fear on the teacher, the bosses, the parents, the, the law, the, the government. I've got to deal with me. So God, help me deal with the fear. Obviously, will that help us in all aspects of life? You bet it will, including our health. It'll help us in physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health. Will it lead to long-term big dividends as far as that return on that investment? So that's number four. We need to pray and ask God to help us as individuals learn, hear, see what we need to learn, hear, and see in order to be free from fear. Now, that is dealing with us. I don't want to contribute to the problem at hand. I want to enhance the solution by not becoming part of the problem. Instead, I'm going to become part of the solution because I'm willing to learn how to be free from fear. And finally, number five is a point. When we are free from fear, we can have peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Not some understanding, but all understanding. It's a peace that doesn't come from mankind. It comes from God himself. It's a peace that is unexplainable. It's like when you're making a decision and you say these words, I really have a peace about that. Or you might say on the other hand, I don't have a peace about that. So the bottom line is we need to seek peace. So freedom from fear equates or equals peace. So the question at hand that I asked at the beginning was, you know, police, protests, and peace. Can we have all three? The answer is unequivocally, in all caps, Y-E-S, yes, we can. And we, as individual people, need to start getting into the eye of that, to allow God's eyes to look upon us so that we, as individual people, that Mark, Michelle, that we will be what we need to be in order to be people of peace. So police, protests, and peace, yes, they can exist in one. Yes, they should exist in one. Listen, all of them, I support we should support peaceful protest or, or full protest of peace or protest full of peace. Any way you shape that, that sort of phraseology there, you get the point. Protest can bring discussion. Protest can bring ideas and perceptions and sides of a coin that we haven't thought of. But ultimately, within that process, we need to obey the rules. When we obey the rules, listen, this is my final thing I'll say to this in this podcast. When we obey the rules, yeah, we're, we can be free from the fear of authority because we're not going to get in trouble, right? We're not going to have the consequences. We're not going to go to jail or whatever the case may be or get a, a swat on your backside like I did. 
But when we obey the rules, we are absolutely honoring God. That's the thing that should supersede and override everything. We need to learn that honoring God has got to be the number one prerequisite for our life. When I say that I believe in God or I, I say I'm a Christian or I say I'm a, I'm a saint of God, whatever I do, if I don't live that out, why would people want anything I have? If I'm not honoring and obeying things because I want to be a good reflection for a kingdom and a cause higher, what good is that? Some of that kind of context of faith without works is dead. So when we talk about this idea of following rules, we need to honor God just because he made authority for our own good. We don't get a choice about which pieces of uh, the authority we want to follow or not, but we do have the opportunity to ask God why. Why, God, is that a rule? Why is that something I should follow and should I follow it? And he's going to give us the answers. We need to learn to honor God with this contest, this context. So peace, protests, and police, oh yes, we really, really need all three. I hope this has been a blessing to you today. It's a little bit different, but as you say, as we say at the beginning of these podcasts, everything we do is designed to help and enhance our long-term optimization of this thing called health, a thing called life. And there's many, many, many missing links in there. Perhaps in this day and time, this is one of the most major ones that we could tackle. So I hope this blesses you greatly today. And one thing you can do with all these uh, episodes is you can subscribe and find out what's coming next, who's coming next, and let's help each other attain and maintain our best health physically, emotionally, and spiritually for all the days of our life. We'll see you in the next episode.